0: I'm Pastor Joe Faldett. Uh, Welcome back as we continue our study through the book of Judges. And today we're going to be looking at Gideon and what happens after Gideon tears down the altar of Baal and the Asheroth. And and so Gideon, or Judges 6, not Gideon's, Judges 6 verses 27 It says, So Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the men of the town to do it by day, he did it by night. And so What's going on here? What's happening in this story? Gideon, God had just spoken to Gideon, and God told Gideon, Gideon, it's you've got to tear down this altar to Baal uh, that's up in the high place. You got to tear it down. It's time to tear it down now. And so God appeared to him at night, told him to tear it down, and Gideon said, um, "Okay, God, I'll tear it down. I'll I'll take you seriously." And then, as as it continues on, Judges six twenty-eight through thirty-two. God says to us, When the men of the town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down, and the Asherah beside it was cut down. And the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And after they searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. And the men of the town said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, for he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal? Or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been broken down. Therefore, on that day, Gideon was called juror of Baal. That is to say, let Baal contend against him, because he broke down his altar. Let us pray. Father, as we come to study your word, we thank you for it. We thank you for this story. Lord, we pray that you would teach us through it. Bless us. Guide us. Lord, glorify your name. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what's going on here? Like, what do we do with this story? This is an important story. Uh, this is a big story. This is, you know, this is the beginning of Gideon. We we see We see this as a time of change in Gideon's life. And so what does that mean? What does it mean that Gideon's changing? Gideon is finally starting to listen to God. And that is so important. Gideon is starting to take his walk with God seriously. Now, I'm afraid that there's a lot of Christians in this world that don't take their walk with God seriously. It's actually pretty easy, at least in America, to be a Christian. You go to church on Sunday, you know, you um, baptize, you say a prayer, and and you're a Christian. Boom. All done. Confirmed. You're done. And then it's just a matter of maintaining that. And that's how a lot of people approach the Christianity. But that's not what God is calling us to as Christians. God is calling us to be people like Gideon, God is calling us to be people who hear his word, what, in, you know, scripture, hear his word, and then put it into practice to live it out, to walk it out. That's what God's calling us to do. That's what Gideon is doing. Gideon is taking his walk with God seriously. Gideon was an Israelite, and now he is taking up what that really means. What does it mean to be an Israelite? What does it mean to be a descendant of Abraham? What does that mean? That means that he was God's representative in this world. That the Lord was his God. He didn't have another God. He didn't have another option. He didn't have another chance. This is God. And so it's time for him to take his walk with the Lord seriously. And at times such as this, and I don't know what time you're watching this, you know, you might be watching this during the COVID crisis. You might be watching this some other time. I have no idea, but I can tell you this, right now is the time to take your walk with God seriously because it is the most serious thing that you can do. It is the most important thing you can do in this world. It's more important than your relationship with your spouse. It's more important than your relationship with your parents. More important than your relationship with your children. More important than your relationship with your job. Anything else is more important that you take your walk with God seriously because as you take your walk with God seriously, that will affect how you interact with all of the other things that you interact with. As you take your walk with God seriously, that will affect your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your parents, and with your job. And it will improve all of those. It will improve the way that you interact with those people. It improves the way that I interact with all of those relationships, all of those situations, all of those people. It improves me as I take God seriously. Now, as this improves me, as this changes me, we get this division happening. And this division happening is important. Because here we have Gideon put him right in the middle. We've got Gideon taking his walk with God seriously. And what happens when Gideon does that? Gideon destroys his dad's altar. because that's what God called him to. In verse 25, that night the Lord said to him, "Take your father's bull and the second bull, 7 years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has." And so this was this was Gideon's father's altar. This wasn't just on some public land somewhere along the line. This was Gideon's dad's altar. And so as Gideon took his walk with God seriously, his first thing to do was to pull down the altar of his father. And you know, this is what happens to us as we take our walk with God seriously too. When I start putting the Lord first, I start showing other people that the gods that they're worshiping don't matter to me. I start pulling down that altar, that, that, um, that respect or that honor that they have towards work or towards money. If I don't take money seriously, but I take the Lord seriously, I'm telling all the people around me, the Lord is more important than your money. The Lord is more important than your relationships. The Lord is more important than my friendships. The Lord is more important than my recreation time. That's what you're saying. When you start putting the Lord first like Gideon did, these other altars get torn down. They get lowered in esteem and people have a hard time with that. People don't like that at all because they want you to esteem the same things that they esteem. They want you to respect the same things they respect. They want you to honor the same things that they honor. And when you put the Lord first, you're saying those things that you honor isn't really honorable to me. And then they think you're judging them, which to some degree you are because you're making a distinction. They're making a distinction too. They're saying that these things that they're honoring are more important than the Lord. Whereas you're saying the Lord is more important than these things. And then this division happens. You've got Gideon taking his walk with the Lord seriously. And then you've got the people angry at him. But then you have his dad defending him. When you start walking with the Lord, there's going to be people who are are mad at you. There's going to be people who are angry because they think they're good enough as they are. They don't want some upstart. They don't want some holy roller or whatever epitaph they throw at you. They don't want someone taking this seriously because then they see that actually they're not. They would rather just have everybody be kind of lukewarm. You know, it's nice when everybody's lukewarm, when we're all the same temperature. Because then, you know, there's nobody greater than I and nobody worse than me. And so then I can feel good about myself. We're all doing our jobs. We're all getting along. And when someone rises up out of that, it's like the crabs in the bucket. You've probably heard that story. The man fishing for crabs was throwing them in a bucket. Boy walked by and said, Sir, your crabs are getting out. And the guy said, No, watch. And as the old man and the boy were watching the crabs in the bucket, the one that was crawling out gets pulled back by the other one because they all want to get out. And they're all willing to use the other one for leverage. Or they all want everybody in the same pot. Same situation. That's the crab pot story. I don't know if it's true. I've never fished for crabs. I don't even know how you do that precisely. You probably put out traps, but that's beside the point. And so that's the way it happens oftentimes in the Christian church. The person who starts to take their faith seriously and they start to grab hold of the truths of God and they start to live out the truths of God, which is the most important thing. They start getting pulled down by everybody else. They start getting pulled back into that pot because those people, hey, 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 It's really not that important. You really don't need to take this that seriously. But the reality is you do. And so that division starts to happen. The people that don't want to take it seriously, they start getting angry. They say, hey, who are you? They might not say, hey, we're going to kill you like these people did. They say, who are you? Who do you think you are? You grew up here. You were confirmed. I was confirmed with you. you. We've had the same pastor. We've sat in the same church services. Why do you think you're taking this stuff seriously? What, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? And then they start to attack. And they attack emotionally because really in America, we don't have any other options. They might attack relationally. I don't really want to talk to that person anymore. They think they're better than everyone else. You know, they start gossiping about you. It happens. But that didn't stop Gideon. Gideon continued his walk with the Lord because Gideon knew God. Gideon's knowledge of God was enough to keep him going. But then the really cool thing happens. His dad steps up. His dad, his dad, the guy who owned the altar, says, Hey, why are you going to contend for Baal? Why are you going to save Baal? If Baal is so great, he should speak for himself. He should defend himself. If he's a God, he should defend himself. And you know, this is the reality. If I have to defend something, that means it's weaker than me. I'm stronger than it. I don't have to defend those things. Let them rise or fall on their own merit. Honestly, I don't have to defend God. As I walk with God and as I enjoy God. I don't have to defend him to this world. We'll let my walk with God defend him. We'll let God defend himself. Let Baal defend himself. See where it gets him. Didn't get him very far. The rest of Gideon's life, he was called Jura Baal. But note this. As you take your walk with God seriously, there are going to be people in your life that are going to support you. There are going to be people in your life that are going to help prop you up. There are going to be people in your life that are going to stand up for you and say, hey, wait a second. Aren't we all Christians here? Shouldn't we rejoice for this brother? Shouldn't we rejoice for this sister? Shouldn't we rejoice for this person that's finally taking what they say seriously? It's not going to make the other people necessarily go away, but you're going to have support because God's going to put support into your life. Sometimes you're going to have to look for it. That's unfortunate, but that happens. That means the people that you've been hanging out with haven't been as good of people as you'd like to think. But God's got support structures in store. He's got support structures around. Look for them. Receive them. Receive them, because that's important too. Embrace those people. his brother or sister that support and that prop you up and that encourage you in your walk with the Lord. I don't know who that's going to be. It might be the pastor. Hopefully it's your pastor. Hopefully your pastor sees you taking your walk with God seriously and said, "Amen, that's what I want to see. But it's possible it won't be. It's possible it'll be the kind of that weird person that nobody really likes. That might be the one that encourages you. And if that's the case, it would, better to be, it, it would be better to walk with someone that's a social outcast but knows the Lord than to walk with someone who is loved by the people but doesn't know God. So what's the lesson here? When you start taking your walk with God seriously, then you start to see the character of the people that are around you. You start to see the spiritual life of the people around you. You are able to discern it because of the way that they interact with your interactions with God. If they encourage you, if they bless you, they are brothers and they are sisters. If they tear you down, if they malign you and they condemn you, no matter what position they hold in the church, take care from them. Stay away. If you're to minister to them, well, that's one thing. take care. Because their desire is to make you lukewarm like they are. So take your walk with God seriously. You want to know who your real friends are? Take your walk with God seriously. You want to know true joy and hope in this world? Take your walk with God seriously. You want to fix your interactions with all the people around you? Take your walk with God seriously. Embrace God. He won't let you down. We're going to be doing some discussions on spiritual disciplines. And so I uh, encourage you, and they're not out yet, but they will come out. And So keep checking back and we'll put them up. What does it mean for me to walk with God? How do I do that? We're going to be putting up some discussions on that. Or you can just look up spiritual disciplines. Other people have them up already. And so you can always use theirs if you're impatient, which is fine because you walk with God needs to start now, today, while well, it's still called today. Amen. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, thank you for Gideon. Thank you for, that he stands, that he continues to take you seriously, that he continues to walk. Lord, we thank you for this story. Bless us through it. Help us to have eyes to see, Lord, who is it that supports our walk with you? And who is it that actually tears us down? Help us to embrace those that support our walk with you. Help us to stay away from those that would tear us down from it. Lord, because that is, our walk with you is the most important thing in our lives. Bless us, guide us, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Kingdom at Hand from Hosanna Free Lutheran Church. We pray that God would bless you through this. And during this time of the coronavirus crisis, I pray that you would take your walk with God even more seriously, that you would take this as a time of prayer and meditation, a time of fasting, a time of reading the word of God, that you would get closer to God because we've been promised in the book of James that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So may God bless you as you draw near to him.